Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. So today, my soul is exceptionally on fire because our guest for today's episode is someone who I've been an absolutely huge fan of for about five years, ever since he started posting his poetry on Instagram, Atticus Poetry. And if you know anything about Atticus, then you know he's an anonymous poet. So he's the only person, and I told him this, you'll hear it in the interview, that I've ever had over to be on the podcast who I had no idea what they were going to look like. You can't Google a photo of Atticus. You can't find just a picture of him on social media or email or anywhere because he's anonymous. So I was very honored that he came here and revealed himself. Um, However, his public identity is totally anonymous, totally secret. And in a world full of fame and social media, it's so refreshing to find someone who is not interested in gaining notoriety for being famous on social media or being famous as a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, Atticus just found out right before he came here for this interview, that his new book, The Dark Between Stars, Beautiful Poetry Collection, hit the New York Times bestsellers list. And I don't know how familiar you guys are with publishing and the New York Times list that comes out of bestsellers. But as an author, I know it is so ridiculously hard and challenging to get recognized in that way and be on that list. There's all these different criteria these days. And he made that list, which as an author is just an absolutely massive accomplishment. I'm so proud of him. And how refreshing that he is this anonymous author who's a New York Times bestseller. And it's not like He's hopping around on talk shows, showing his face. Actually, when he does go on talk shows and travel, go on tour to do book readings and book signings and come on podcasts, etc., he wears a mask. So I don't know. I think it's this incredible living art as he talks about. He talks about that in this episode to kind of be this face in the shadows, even when he is very much in the public eye in a different way. So he fascinates me. He is, wow, somebody who is really just a modern day poetic inspiration. So if you don't follow Atticus Poetry on Instagram, I highly recommend that you do. 
For your daily dose of inspiring words, he writes a lot about love and those nostalgic feelings of first love, loss, loss of love. He pairs a lot of his poems with beautiful imagery. Um, The image on the cover of his new book is a girl in bed, kind of like floating It's her silhouette with all these incredible stars and light beams coming out of her and coming into her through the window. It's beautiful. The Dark Between Stars. We will put a link to the book in the show notes. Everybody should read it. Atticus has gained the attention of celebrities from all over the world. Carly Kloss, I know, is a huge fan of him. And it's because he makes people feel good. And his writing, his poems are medicine. And as you'll see here in this conversation that I had with him, his words are medicine. So just like any other poet that I've had on this podcast, he speaks very poetically and eloquently and He's such an old soul. He lives here in Venice and travels around. He's a very interesting guy. I, for one, was so starstruck because I've been such a fan forever. And it was just very cool, especially as I've personally been in this transition to write more poetry in my own life. And... I don't know. I feel these huge spiritual shifts in my life and poetry keeps coming up. And as some of you know, I wrote hundreds of poems in Bali earlier this year and I still want to release a poetry book. So getting to talk to this incredibly talented poet was one of those pinch me moments. One of those moments where I felt like, okay, having a podcast is definitely the coolest thing in the world. I highly recommend everyone do it. It's the coolest way to meet the people who inspire you the most and learn from them and also share with a wider community of people listening. So Atticus, thank you for being here. Super, super excited for you guys to hear this episode. And before we dive into it, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Fabletics. I actually just got my shipment in and it's extremely exciting because I have needed workout headbands for a while, ever since we moved and a lot of like my headbands and hair ties got lost in the shuffle. I haven't hardly had any hair ties. I've pretty much don't don't think I'm gross, but been using the same one or two for the last couple months. I know all the ladies listening can probably appreciate that. I think we've all been in that boat where hair ties and headbands literally disappear. They just do. So I was excited that Fabletics not only has tons of really cute activewear and yoga clothes, but they also have headbands and hair ties. And they have this whole little kit of hair, like athletic hair stuff. I'm definitely saying that wrong, but you guys know what I'm talking about. And before I forget, before I tell you more, Fabletics is offering an amazing deal for our Soul on Fire listeners. And 
That deal is that you get two leggings for only $24 when you sign up to be a VIP. So just go to fabletics.com slash blonde to take advantage of this deal. That's fabletics.com slash blonde to get two leggings for only $24. That is a $99 value, which you probably know is already very affordable in the world of activewear. But $24 for two leggings is pretty amazing. And also free shipping on orders over $49. They do have international shipping available for all my international listeners. And there's no commitment at all after you purchase your first order. So even though you're signing up for this incredible website, Fabletics, you don't have to commit to receiving clothes every month or anything like that at all. So Let me tell you a little bit about the brand if you're not familiar. It was founded by Kate Hudson, the beautiful actress who people used to tell me all the time that I look like, but I haven't gotten that one in a while. It's a fashion-focused activewear brand with a mission to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone because of its exceptional price point. So whether you're a yoga person, a CrossFit person, or someone who just likes to take a walk around the neighborhood, take your dog for a walk, nothing intense. Fabletics has you covered. They carry gym wear suitable for any type of workout. So they are your one-stop shop for affordable gym wear. And every single one of their designs is created in-house. You can't find these pieces anywhere else. So they're exciting. They're different. Um, You won't show up to a yoga class and have everyone else in the class wearing the same pants. They're really different and innovative and so cute. I'm obsessed with the shipment that I just got beyond the headbands and hair ties. I have so many cute outfits, so I don't have to worry about creating my own outfits, pairing pants with tops because you can order outfits, full outfits from Fabletics. And I have some cute ones. I can't wait to wear them in New York next week. So when you guys are listening to this, I'll be in New York and it's actually my birthday tomorrow. So I'm frolicking around the city, definitely wearing Fabletics and showing my fiance, my old home, New York City. So to get that amazing deal, head to fabletics.com slash blonde and you will get two leggings for only $24. Terms and conditions do apply. And I can't wait for you guys to try their stuff out. You're going to love it. And now let's head into this episode with Atticus Poetry. Okay, Atticus, I'm so happy to be talking to you. As you know, I've been such a fan of your poetry for years. I feel like I remember reposting one of your poems probably like three or four years ago. Does wow. that sound right? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, you've been you've been so supportive for years now. Well, I'm happy to. <laughs> Your words are beautiful. They're medicine to so many of us who love just that type of passion and poetry and writing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So how long have you been on Instagram sharing poetry? How long have I been on Instagram sharing poetry? I've been, I think I posted my first poem in a, around five years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was in Paris and I saw something 
that I felt was beautiful and surprising and and it kind of stirred me to write something in my phone and and so uh, I just did it I posted it and chose to do it anonymously so mm-hmm. I could um so I could remind myself to write what I feel and and not what I think I should feel that's so beautiful thank you yeah we were just talking about that a little before we started recording just that amazing anonymous persona of yours versus this other type of um, Instagram, you know, knowingness where like, I feel like I share so much of my life, Mm -hmm. my photos of me, my relationship, and it can become a lot. So I feel like you've found this beautiful way to have this public persona, but also your private life, Uh. which these days (laughs) is amazing. Like people don't have that these days. Yeah. I think, I think it is hard to to draw that line of, of what we share and what we don't. And, and, uh, yeah, for me, it was important. I wanted to, I wanted to draw that line and I I wasn't, I am not really interested in the kind of, you know, recognition or, or notoriety that comes with being, uh, famous and and recognized and and celebrity. I'm I'm just not that into that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really interest me. Yeah. That's so cool. I think that goes hand in hand sometimes with writing, as writers, we like to be behind the scenes, behind yeah. behind the page, the computer, whatever it is. And many of us lose that. Yeah, um, it's I, true. Actually, you know, there's this this older lady, because I started doing these um, readings with masks on um, as a way to, I wanted to connect with people that were reading my work. And so I started doing these these things and wearing a mask was the way to do it. But this, this woman came up to me after and she must've been 94. And, and she said, you know, in, in a world obsessed with fame, it's nice to see someone sending love from the shadows. Wow. And I was like, that's so beautiful. And uh, I was like, can I steal that and put it in my next book? It's right. Like, I know. I was like, haven't poet? I seen that somewhere? <laughs> I know. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. It was, um, what a beautiful thing to say. Yeah. Absolutely. You did put that in this book, right? No, Something? no, I didn't. No, but it sounds like your work. It'll probably be the like next words. one with like <laughs> cited yeah. to um, um, a kind old lady. No. Yeah, exactly. Know. Another anonymous, anonymous <laughs> yeah. woman. Um, so you just released your second book, The Dark Between Stars. Mm-hmm. We have it right here. It's gorgeous. And it is a New York Times bestseller, as you just learned. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it, uh, I just found out and it, it was very, very exciting and very unexpected and, and completely humbling. That's yeah. a huge deal. Thank I you. mean, I'm so happy for you and proud of you because that is a hard thing to attain these days and you deserve it. Your words oh. are beautiful. Well, thank you very much. It, it was... Um, it was an incredible surprise. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's easy as writers and I think it's maybe easy as, as humans to never think people will be interested in you or be interested in something you write. And so every time I put out anything, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly think no one will show up and, and very surprised when they do. Right. Yeah. Such a pleasant surprise. Such a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So what has the whirlwind been like of releasing your book last month and even the writing process just walk us through all of that with book number two well first of all releasing it what has been has been incredible because i got to go on this um multi-city tour book tour and like i said before you know the funny thing about being on instagram is that you you 
are limited to your connecting with people over direct messages or whatever it is or comments. And, and that's wonderful. And I've had these incredible connections, but for me, I really value human connection. And so, like I said before, I really wanted to find a way that I could go and meet people and talk to people and shake people's hands and give them hugs. And, you know, and so I just, um, decided to put on a mask and do this. And, and so we went on this really cool tour and I got to meet so many incredible people and, and meet so many incredible writers and they shared their work. And, and uh, it was really, really special for me. Really, really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. How many cities did you go to? So we just did seven and I think we did 10 stops within those seven. So we did two in New York, two in LA. Um, and now we're about to start Canada and I think we're going to, potentially do um more in the states because that you know it was so much fun i just want to keep going yeah yeah so what kind of places did you do the readings like uh bookstores yeah or, yeah. yeah we did some really really cool uh independent bookstores um some bigger ones but um i love doing the little ones the the little mom and pop shops mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was insane to see how many people showed up and said hi and it, and it was a lot of fun that's incredible mm-hmm. So what was the process like of writing this book? Yeah, it um so if you've if you've read the book and if you've read some poems, you'll notice that I wrote a lot about France and Paris. And I find Paris um personally very, very inspiring. And and um like I said, I wrote my very first poem there. And so I've always been very connected to it. Um and this time I wanted to go back and and refine that connection. And so I writing this book, I, I, uh, I have a friend and he gave me his apartment in, in Paris in the first. And it, it was, it's this tiny, tiny attic apartment, but it's beautiful up these, you know, up five flights of stairs and then up this tiny little spiral staircase up three more steps. It's like a castle. Um, and there's a beautiful little cat in front of me. Right yeah. Hudson wants to get in on everything you're saying right yeah, now. He's, my good boy. He looks like a poet. He does. He's <laughs> he's so wise. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a very good looking cat. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, so I went so I lived in this in this act apartment and it had big windows and I'd open them every morning and it'd be just rooftops of Paris and there's a cathedral there and the bells would ring every hour. And I just enjoyed being a poet and writing and waking up whenever I woke up and drinking coffee and opening these windows and then wandering down through the streets of Paris and writing about whatever inspired me and usually ended up at some cafe somewhere drinking rosé in the back writing and my poems would get progressively worse and worse mm-hmm. as I got more and more into my rosé. And um, But yeah, it was, it was, you know, so that was largely how I wrote this book. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's like a poet's dream. It's a, it's a poet's dream. And, and that's why um, I, I wanted to do it. And, and the thing about, I find about Paris is it makes it very easy. Instead of kind of using your imagination, you just kind of explain what you see. So it's almost like a, a cheat for, for, for a writer. Exactly. Yeah. To yeah. be in an inspiring environment mm-hmm. that just is making you think and not distracting you the way sometimes a city, maybe like LA, at least for me, can yeah. do. That's amazing. Yeah. So you wrote, did you write this entire book in Paris? Uh, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, 
And then I included some some of my poems uh, that I didn't fit in the first book as well, um, which people kept on asking me to include. So I wanted right. to include them. Um, yeah. And so it was a combination of, of all sorts. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So my question is, with your writing process in general, so beyond this book, being in Paris, that amazing process, what is your general writing process? Do you write every day or just when you're inspired? Yeah. Uh, I get that question a lot. And, uh, also as it relates to like writer's block and things, but, mm-hmm. um, that was my next question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I, I can answer both, but, um, my, my writing to write, if I, if I really need to write, I, it's all about, and, and I always say that it's just about writing. It's about putting out that putting the time and you're not always going to be inspired. You're not always going to be in a good headspace to write, but just like putting in the time and just being there. And even if you don't write anything, you know, sometimes you're going to write lots of lots and lots. Um, my process is I have like a little, uh, like kind of a writing shack outside of the back of my house in, in the garden. And I filled this thing with everything that would ever inspire me, you know, from my record collection to, to candles and to, you know, essential oils to like my, like I smoke uh, cigars sometimes just for fun. And, and I have all my favorite books from all my favorite writers and uh, art books and everything that could possibly inspire me and, and, and get me to, to write. I put in here, I'm a typewriter and everything. So um, I'll go out there and just write. And, and a lot of times I won't write anything, you know, I want to, but I just can't. And uh-huh. I always say that writing to me is, is watching a candle burn, waiting for it to say something profound, because I feel like I do spend a lot of time just like staring at a candle being like, yeah, inspire me, you know, absolutely. If that makes sense. So it does. Yeah. Um, so that's, so that's that. And, uh, uh, writer's block is, is something different. And I find, I think it's different for everyone. And people have given me really, really good advice, but I find the best thing I can do if I'm, if I'm really, really blocked is to just completely change my surroundings, you know, go meet people, go on a walk. I find nature is like, God's free muse of, you know, um, be in nature, um, travel, you know, like I said, meet new people, go, go new places and read new books and just try to change everything. And, you know, and the most important thing, as Bukowski would say, don't try. (laughs) Don't try. (laughs) Exactly. Don't try to write the best thing. Uh Just, just write. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. So is that kind of your daily routine, wake up, go out into this amazing <laughs> sounding garden shed and write, or is that not an everyday thing? It's, it's not an everyday thing. And I wish I wrote more than I did, than I do. Um, but I'm, I'm doing lots of different things and writing is a part of what I do, but not everything. And, um, and so I kind of live my life and write as much as I, as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. What else are you doing? Can, can you talk about it? Um, I, I, I can't really get into much because yeah. just to try to keep some level of secrecy. But um, yeah, I just suffice it to say that I, yeah, I do a, a lot of different things. Yeah, um, that's so And cool. writing's kind of uh, one of those things. Beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I know. It's so interesting because sometimes you have this image of a writer and, and you just wonder like, 
are they writing every day? Mm-hmm. Um, what else is their life? And <laughs> it's cool to know that you have a lot going on and you still produce such amazing work and it's just a part of your life. It's not your whole life. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to write more. I'm trying to prioritize mm-hmm. it more. And then it certainly has um, and always bled into my into my life and it's forcing me to take it take it much more seriously. And so I'm, I am trying to do that. Yeah, that's uh-huh. very cool. So who are some of your favorite writers who we would find in your inspirational <laughs> shed? Oh, yeah. um, Sylvia Plath, I think is an, a wonderful and tortured soul. She, uh, she's incredible. Bukowski, as I said, um, for his rawness. F. F. Scott Fitzgerald mm-hmm. is one of my favorite writers. Um, Hunter S. Thompson, Robert Frost for poetry. Uh, yeah, Poe, Byron, all these writers. Yeah, what all about you? Greats. Who are you, some of your, your favorites? Um, oh, I love F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. I was named after one of the characters in The Great Gatsby. Oh, crazy, um, of course. Yeah. Jordan. My mom read it when she was a teenager and she decided, I'm going to name my first child Jordan, girl I or boy. Love that. Yeah, I love him. Um, oh, cool. Who am I on a kick with? I love Joan Didion. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on a huge kick with her lately. She's from oh, Sacramento, which is where I'm from. Oh. And she writes a lot about Sacramento and growing up there. Oh, and beautiful. Yeah. It must be like a, a trip down memory lane it for is. you. And yeah. then she lived in Brentwood, which is where I live. Oh. and. She then lived in New York, which is another super special place in my heart. So reading her writing is kind of like beautiful. Yeah, yeah cool. Thinking my own thoughts. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I love a lot of um, I love Rupi Carr for sure. poetry, and I read so many like spiritual wellness books, like Deepak Chopra. Love Incredible. him. Yeah. Incredible. So many. Listen to his uh, guided meditations sometimes. Yeah, really, he's, his he's voice. fabulous. I know his voice. He's yeah. so wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started, I never wrote poetry really. I've been writing my whole life. Um, it was always just like something that I did and a huge part of me. I would write fiction and was in school for writing fiction before I started blogging and then started writing about my life. Um, But this year I started just having this crazy inspiration to write poetry. How amazing. Yeah. So I'm just so inspired by what you do. And the writer's block is so real. Like (laughs) I've gone to places where I'm just crazy inspired. Like I spent a month in Bali in April and I was writing pretty much, although it sounds crazy, but you'll probably understand. I was writing like hundreds of poems a day. Um, I couldn't turn my brain off. Like they wouldn't stop coming. And then I came back here and basically ever since it's, it's so much harder to access. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the reality. I, I, uh, a reality of writing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Certainly, certainly poetry where you just have to feel. Totally. um, You have to connect. It's, it's hard because you have to, you have to, at least for me, I have to really feel connected to the words to write. Um, and so, yeah. 
Yeah. Just kind of draw it out. Exactly. You You just got to do it and find. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't spent a ton of time to find my like inspirational zones Mm -hmm. here, but like you said, always outside, like nature helps so much. Go to Um, Topanga. Topanga. Yes. I've been feeling just such a draw to spend more time there. Do you spend time there? Yeah. Yeah. I'll ride my motorcycle up through there often on the weekends and, and just like find a place to write. But so I find cool. it very, very inspiring. Yeah it's, yeah, it's beautiful. So beautiful up there. So how would you describe your style for people who are not familiar? <laughs> um, how, how I write and how I like to write. I, I write really, I tend to write uh, shorter things. I've, I've always mm-hmm. been kind of obsessed with quotes and aphorisms, epigrams, and turns of phrase and trying to say a lot with a little. And, um, uh, and you know, that's what I really enjoy, enjoy writing about. Um, I think my, my style and like thematically is like, I, I love writing about, you know, infinite youth. I'm a very nostalgic person and kind of thinking back or thinking forward. And, you know, obviously a lot about love and, you know, losing love, finding love. And, uh, you know, I try to imagine a lot, imagine what it'd be like to lose someone after 50 years of being with them or imagine what, you know, try to remember what it was like to be to like that first love, you know, that, that, that first love that, you know, is going to last forever. And sometimes doesn't often doesn't, but, you know, in that moment, it's so true. You know, those are the kind of things I like to write about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I love that. Just like those little short poems that you write that are, words hold so much meaning. It doesn't have to be something long to be, to hold so much feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's all you try to do is make someone feel something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah usually try to make them feel better. Yeah, hopefully. absolutely. <laughs> not always. Yeah. Know. And make them think about love and remember things and remember yeah. feelings that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what writing does to me. And so I, I can only try to do that as best I can, you know, yeah. <laughs> limited success. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen like people get your poetry tattooed onto their body, things like that. How does that feel to impact people so much? That was a huge surprise. You know, the tattoo thing was a, was a very big surprise um, and humbling. You know, I, I just remember the first person was a young woman who sent me uh, uh, that she got my worst tattoo. And I was like, oh my God, like a are you sure? Like, (laughs) was my grammar correct? Like, are you sure you want to do this? And at the same time, it's like, I felt very, very humbled and honored. And, you know, I, I feel really connected when I, like I said, when I write the words. And so when somebody feels connected enough to get it tattooed on themselves, I I feel like, uh, I feel connected to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so that was, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible, you know, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. It's been cool to see. And also like doing these tours, meeting people uh, with the tattoos and being able to take photos with them. And yeah, yeah, I never expected it to take off to the, to the degree it did, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that when we're doing what we're meant to be doing, what our souls are really here to do, it yeah. does take off. I mean, you could never predict it. You could never try. Yeah. But it just, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an important lesson. I think I, I learned in that you, 
you really have to follow that that truth that gives signals to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's right in your face and you're just, you're like, no, 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 I've got to live this other normal life because it's the normal way to go. And this yeah. is, you know, um, but you really got to pay attention to those 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 little signals. Did that right. happen for you at some points to to really come into the everything that you've done? Yeah, it's happened a few times. Um I just I mean I started my blog when I was in grad school or actually before, kind of before grad school. So I was young and had this vision of what I thought I was going to be doing. And what I do now is not that different from it, but I just never could have imagined it or I never could have tried. I never could have done it on purpose. Um, When I started blogging, it was purely for fun, total hobby. And I fell in love with it. And it was around the same time that you started using Instagram for poetry too, five years ago, Um, a little like five and a half at this point. yeah. Yeah. And I think that is kind of like, around the time that some people started using social media as an outlet to express what you love. So whether that be poems or for me at the time, it was just everything as related to health. So healthy food, healthy recipes, yoga. Um, But what I fell in love with was the community and connecting to people like, just like you, I was like, you're reading what I'm writing. I couldn't believe it (laughs) Um, because I was just writing it and writing it and, and you can feel like you're just writing it for yourself. And next thing you know, people are interested and you care. Everyone, people care. Yeah, Yeah. It was amazing. So yeah, I did listen to all those little pings from the universe to just keep doing it and keep building it and stop doing what I was doing to distract me from it. Um, so I started doing it full time and yeah, I just had to keep listening to the universe, but I feel like that continues to happen. Now it's happening with poetry and it's happening with more of like a spiritual shift in my life Amazing. where, yeah, like I just, I have to keep listening, but it's, it's so hard as yeah. you know, with distractions and I can keep myself very distracted yeah. doing the whole business side of things. Um, yeah. Which is not my passion, but I have to do it. And I feel so grateful to like do what I love um, for work. But that means that I have to be like a businesswoman at the same time. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I feel like I don't hear the universe sometimes as clearly as I did when I, when I just had first started, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And that, and I, I, I that happens and it, you know, I think it's about, like you said, keep, keep listening. And, and, you know, poetry is kind of, um, you know, knocking at your door a little bit and it's kind of exploring that and you just got to keep seeking, keep seeking and pivoting. And yeah, at least I found. Yeah. Pivoting, pivoting. That's my favorite word lately. Cause I feel like I'm in a huge pivot in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's just a shift. Yeah. So I, that's what we all have to do is, creative people continuing to do what we love. Sometimes you just got to pivot into a new direction. Of course, yeah. The same, yeah. So as far as like your growth on Instagram, because you have this huge, amazing audience, how did that, how did that go? Did it start and you were just sharing poems and connecting with people and it just 
Um, I like I you know like I said I never started to to um, I, I never thought it was gonna be um, people were gonna follow it. I kind of just did it because I had this you know well for one I saw this beautiful thing happen in France and 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 just post about it and kept you know kept posting and and it was a creative outlet for me and um and i just kept sharing and um was so surprised kind of like you said that people wanted to, to read and and it just started growing and 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 it started growing in leaps and jumps and um i'll never forget I, after two years of writing i had, uh, had a bit of a community going and i went back for the holidays and my little sister kept talking about how she was following this anonymous no, and she Instagram. Didn't know. Right? She had no idea. So she'd been following me for, for almost two years. So and nobody in your life knew that you were doing not, this? No, not for a long time. I, oh, I kept that it is very wild. secret. Yeah. Um, and of course they know now. Uh-huh. So um, did you tell her? Yeah. No, at that I, time? I, like, I that's let her, me? let her sweat for a little while. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. I can't remember when I told her, but I, yeah, she definitely knows now. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, so you were really doing it on the side. Oh yeah. No, it was definitely um, a side. Mm-hmm. It was almost yeah. So how side did gay. um how did you come up with if you're comfortable talking about it, Atticus? The name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked the name Atticus. Um, I'm a Harper Lee fan. Me too. Are you? Yeah. Oh, she's like all time, yeah. all time favorite. So, so huge fan, and and, um, and there was that, and and later on, I I found out there's this the nation in Attica and in, in ancient Greece, and the Atticans um, were all from Attica, and they're philosophers and poets. Ooh, yeah, I did not know about that. Yeah, uh, and there was a there was a famous uh, philosopher called Atticus, and yeah, so I like that. Yeah, but. Largely, I, I like the name and, and I needed a name. and mm-hmm. um, Yeah. It goes, it just fits perfectly. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it really does. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. It's pro- It's like, yeah, it's my favorite name, actually, to be <laughs> honest, Atticus. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Do you have specific poems of yours that have blown up like the most, like that you mm-hmm. see them being like, the most tattooed on people or just the most shared? Yeah, there's a few, obviously. Um, I think probably the most tattooed is, is love her, but leave her wild. Mm. And that's from a longer poem. That's the end of my last book. But I I feel like people kind of create their own meaning behind it, which I've always loved. And it, it, I don't know, it connects to people enough to get it tattooed. And so a lot of people get that tattooed and, it's funny a lot of, because of you know Harper Lee and Atticus Finch. Uh, so many people think that Harper Lee wrote that "Love Her, oh, Leave Her Wild" really? poem. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's often quoted to them. But you that's know, funny. What, a, what an honor! To see yeah, if people oh, think absolutely. that she wrote that. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, and another one is and uh, it, it's it's about conquering scars and turning them into kind of wings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few poems on that theme and I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, I've seen them tattooed over scars and, mm. um, and so yeah, that's, that's kind of a beautiful thing, but all sorts. I, I, I'm always surprised at what people yeah. choose to tattoo. Yeah. Do you have favorites? <laughs> 
my favorite quotes or favorite tattoos or what? favorite poems that you've written? I do just ones that I, that I come back to and it, it makes me feel something nostalgic or, or, mm. or whatever. There's one in, in the dark between stars about an old man, an old man, an old woman. And they're, they've been in love many years and he's basically saying, you know, I've lived this long life. I've seen all the things there are to see. And, um, and now it's time for me. And I've loved you as much as, you know, a man can love someone. And now it's time for me to go. So let me go. Yeah. And I've always loved that theme of the old people, you know, coming to the end Mm -hmm. after many years of being in love. I love, I love that. I love that too. I, yeah, that's a really powerful theme. I always think of, did you ever see the notebook? Yeah. You know, we were just talking about that and, and, uh, I think the notebook is an incredible love story. It, it really is. is a very, very beautiful and, and simple love story. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of that couple. Yeah. It's yeah. just so powerful. Yeah. When in their old age and the <laughs> love that they have. That's what that poem makes me think of. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. How did you come up with um how did you decide the imagery that would go in this book? It's so beautiful. Uh, I'll I'll answer that, but right before that, I, it was funny because I was I was walking with my friend uh-huh. in Venice, and we're having coffee literally yesterday, and we were talking about the Notebook. And, no way. Yeah, we were talking about the Notebook, and he's like, you know, I just watched it for the first time. I was coming on a plane back, and I was watching it, and like you know how they turn the lights off at night. He's like, I'm so glad they did because I was like bawling. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny because it's like here are two guys just like walking, having a coffee, talking about how they cried in the notebook. Yeah, it's a powerful Uh, movie. It's It's emotional. I always cry, especially (laughs) like I'm just thinking of one of the scenes. I think it's at the end when they're older and she finally remembers. Oh yeah, that'll get you. Oh, that moment (laughs) where she remembers him for just a second and like yeah. the joy that he has and then he that. starts losing her yeah. that's just hard i could cry i could seriously cry right <laughs> now yes it's so good uh, so emotional oh mm. it's good mm-hmm. it's a good thing anyways i i digress and you asked about the yeah the image the, the images, images in the book yeah so it, i really wanted to capture kind of what i do on on my instagram page and that that's like a collection of photography that made you feel something and, and words that make you feel something. And I, I really wanted them to be synergist together and that in that the words brought the, the photo photography alive and the photography brought the words more alive and they were better together. Um, and at first I just couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. And I, I we used, went through so many different photos and it was just like that both the, they were taken away from each other. And it was like kind of ruining the experience. And then found this photographer that, uh, uh, t- uh, two photographers, um, one was Brian Castillo and one was um, Maui Maka or Poppet Pen. And both of them captured exactly what I wanted the book to capture. And it was kind of like this bit, you know, bigger than life, uh, fairy tale um, feeling. And the kind of endless summer, the, you know, uh, infinite youth, like I was saying. And I thought these photos just did such an incredible job of doing that. And, and, um, and so I actually, um, they came to one of my talks recently. And, um, if you've seen the book, book, 
book one, the cover is this girl falling in the sky and that's a picture of his wife. Wow. Um, And so I got to show them off. It was really nice to like bring them and and kind of honor them for their art in the book because it really is incredible. Right. Yeah. Did one of them take this photo on the cover? That was a different, um, that book two was a different one. I found that online just searching and I was like, I need this to be my- It's so cool. Oh, thank you. Um, And it's perfect with the title. Yeah, it it captured the title. I like, I mean, it looked like it was, it was made for it, but it wasn't, I just came across it and I was like, I need to find, and there's this, this um, photographer out of Canada, Toronto photographer and jewelry maker. I can send you her information, but she's very, very talented and yeah, such a beautiful photo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So she, so you asked her, can I use this? And she said, (laughs) yeah, basically. Yeah. And it, you know, once you find something like that and it fits so well, there's just, there's just no way that that can't be the photo. Yeah. So it's very nerve wracking at reaching oh, out yeah, to them and terrifying. being like, I'll do anything for this, but also uh-huh. <laughs> please don't charge me the world right, for this. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah. It's yeah, so thank pretty. You. It's thank so you very much. like, yeah, I was wondering very much about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was like photographed for the cover of your book, but yeah, it's I know cool it existed that you found before. it and came across it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank you. Okay, just a brief interruption from this conversation with Atticus to tell you about our second sponsor for today's episode, Thrive Market. So first of all, let me tell you about the amazing deal you will get on Thrive Market when you go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde. You will get 25% off of your first order plus a free 30-day trial. So keep in mind, Thrive Market's prices are already up to 50% off, and now they're giving you an extra 25% off plus that free 30-day trial. So I'm excited because Thrive Market actually created a selects page for all of my favorite things. So all the things that you guys hear me talk about on the podcast, every time I talk about Thrive Market, you can find now on my selects page, which we'll put in the show notes so you can head straight there. So it will be really easy to shop all of my favorites on Thrive Market. And a couple of those things that you'll find on there are, of course, all my favorite superfoods like cacao powder, chlorella powder, and spirulina, to name a few, which I like to order generally the Thrive Market brand. But I also love, because they have tons of options, Sun Potion. I love everything Sun Potion. So I order their chlorella powder. It's a very powerful detox agent. So for those of us who are detoxing lime and mold and all these other things, or anyone who just wants a superfood boost in their life, Sun Potion Chlorella Powder is amazing. You will also find all of my favorite Four Sigmatic products on my shop page and favorite Siete salt-free tortilla chips, which are brand new and with my salt oil sugar-free lifestyle. It's pretty exciting to have salt-free tortilla chips that are also gluten-free, grain-free, made mostly of cassava and the Siete family in Austin. They're incredible people, so they're a great company to support. Within Thrive, which is also great to support, I buy cat treats for Hudson called Organics, which you'll find on my selects page. You'll find all of my favorite Ayurvedic mouthwash, Ayurvedic soap, castor oil, which I use for 
um, this kind of very healing Ayurvedic practice of doing abhyanga massage on my stomach and my favorite Ayurvedic tongue scraper. So those are just a couple things that you'll find on my special Thrive Market Selects page. And the reason why everything is so affordable on Thrive is because they go directly to the brand. They don't have a middleman when it comes to putting brands on their website. So everything is affordable and the prices are not like jacked up and unfair like you'll find at so many places that I am guilty of shopping at as well. But Thrive, everything's easy. You get everything you need. It's all shipped straight to your door. You can trust everything because it's non-GMO and sustainable and fair trade, BPA-free, just one click of a button for all of it. So head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde to get that amazing deal of 25% off. And we will put the link to my selects page in the show notes to shop all of my faves on Thrive. So let's head back into this episode with Atticus. So your family, you mentioned, like didn't know that you were Atticus for a while which is very cool when they did learn were they what what was their feelings about this being your creative <laughs> endeavor they were very so if you see the second book it's dedicated to my mom right it's to my mom for hiding poetry where i'd find it and, which is and, so cool oh thank you yeah and i wanted to honor her because she was very pivotal for me growing up and exposing me to to poetry and quote writing and quotes in, in a way that I, you know, a young boy would accept it. And, you know, I think young people sometimes have a problem with, you know, whatever their parents suggest, you kind of do the opposite. And so she did it in kind of a way, but, but, you know, just hanging quotes of Irish poets on my wall and like hiding like on the road, Jack Kerouac in my room or Winston Churchill books. And, and, um, and so I found it myself, but really, you know, she was exposing me to that. And so my family has been very, very loving and supportive. I mean, my mom's my number one fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They must be so proud. Uh, yeah, they, they are, they are, they're, they're so, they're so, um, they're so supportive. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little more about how anonymous you are for people listening who might not know, although you mentioned it, you wear a mask when you do readings or when you really do anything publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're the first person I've ever had on the podcast who I literally had no idea, like you could have, you know, been anything. I had no idea. And I, I think that- Literally. Yes. You could have been, yeah, anyone. So what is that like? I mean, how did you, you just knew from when you started writing poetry that you wanted to be anonymous? Um, yeah, you know, I think it was important. I think it, I think right off the bat, it, um, helped, it allowed me to be vulnerable and kind of explore the more vulnerable side of myself. And I think, I think, you know, how society is, is set up and I do believe this is getting better about how society is set up is that, you know, men are pushed to be the male maximum of what we can be. And I think that that a huge, puts men at a huge disadvantage and, and, um, and it kind of, you know, discourages them from exploring the vulnerable, their vulnerable side. And that is, you know, 
that is the worst thing you can do. You know, mm-hmm. the only way you'll ever connect with somebody truly is is through that vulnerable vulnerability. You know, and so wearing a mask and and being anonymous helped me do that. It, it helped me kind of write honestly, and the, you know, it, it lowered the the risk of being um, you know in, 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 interfering with other side of the of my life. And, um, you know, like I said, I never expected it to take off. And, and one of the beautiful things about it, it taking off and, and being anonymous is that, uh, is that I'm not interested in the, in the kind of, uh, you know, notoriety and being recognized for this. I think it's, it, I want to keep it about the words and either you like the words or you, or you don't, and that's fine. You know, it's like you connect or you don't, and that's fine. But it, it's, it shouldn't be about who I am. It doesn't matter if I'm a girl or boy or, you know, any sort of ethnicity. It doesn't, that's not what it's about. Yeah, that's not what it's about at all. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, mentors or inspirations or anyone who who you have also done that? Or was that just, are you the only one you know? No, I mean... No, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I, uh, love Banksy and I, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I love Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what they've been able to do and create living art. Cause I think there is something beautiful about the living art of being an honest, um, which they pull off really, really well. And, and again, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, it's, it, it doesn't matter who I am. I think it's, you know, it's become more of a, of a symbol of, mm-hmm. of that you don't need to be recognized. And it's, you know, that a symbol for me and, and to write what I feel and not what I think I should feel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we'll head into the question. These are just questions that I ask everyone who yeah, comes sure. on. They're kind of like rapid fire, so they don't have to be rapid. <laughs> um, do you know your sun rising and moon signs, your zodiac signs? I do know that I'm a Scorpio. Nice. But that's all I know. Yeah. I'd be Maybe so curious. Maybe you can tell me somewhere. Yeah. I'll send you my information. Send it to me and, and we no can look else. into it. Because okay. I want to know. Um, I'd be interested to know. I want to know your human design also, <laughs> which is, it goes hand in hand with with the rising and the moon signs. Well, um, if you're willing, I'll uh, send you my information. You can please, tell me. Please. I would love it. So you're a Scorpio. Your birthday is not too far then. Mm-hmm. What is it? I can't can you tell say? You, you can tell Secrets. me later. Maybe. Yeah. Um, my birthday is next week. Really? Yeah. Libra. Oh, amazing. Yeah. When is it? October 11th. Oh, cool. No secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Presents. 10, 11. Um, oh, yeah. That's cool. So we'll figure yours out. Oh, cool. I'd love that. I'd be really curious. So are you familiar with human design yeah at all. well i mean just not i mean You've just from it. what i've heard of yeah. yeah um all you need to figure out your human design is what time you were born and where and when of mm-hmm. course um and there's five different des- human design types and oh. i would just be so curious about yours well now i'm curious yes we'll find out all right would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert i would say i'm um, uh, an extroverted introvert. So I definitely recharge by being alone, mm-hmm. but I do love people. And when I'm with Oops. people, I can be very extroverted. I'm the exact same. Are you? 
extroverted yeah. introvert. Are you? Yeah. I spent many years thinking I was an extrovert because yeah. I love people and being social and being with people. And then I spent a few years thinking I was an introvert because I realized I needed alone time yeah. to have energy to yeah. recharge. And then, yeah, now, now I know extroverted yeah, yeah. It's introvert. Just a balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you a night person or a morning person? Uh, good question. I think that this is transitioned for me in my life. Um, I used to write a lot at night and now I write more in the morning. I think, you know, I've, I, I've, I've spent a lot of my life in a, as a night person. I've become more of a, of a morning person. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I've always been, I've always wanted to be more of a morning person. I'm, <laughs> You're a night, a night person. I'm such a night person. Oh, yeah. yeah but it goes through, I feel like life goes through seasons yeah. sometimes. I feel the same morning. way. Mm -hmm. um, are you into crystals at all? I have a bunch. Do I've you? been gifted them and and now whenever there's a full moon, I'll put them outside. Oh, nice. Because someone got, told me that you can recharge them. Exactly. So I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite crystal? Uh, I don't know much about them. One is is black, if that helps, Obsidian, and it's very smooth. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Takes away bad energy, I was yeah. told. Uh -huh. Okay. I'm doing well. Yeah, and yes, you are. The other one is like pink and very uh, crystal looking. Rose quartz, yes. probably. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love those. Yeah. Those are good, good energy to have around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you very into crystals? Uh, yes. I so am. Yeah. People, people listening to this podcast know I'm such a crystal person. Mm -hmm. And I've had some people on the podcast who are crist like crystal healers. So oh, amazing. yeah, I've learned a lot from them. Very cool. Yeah. I love obsidian too. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite workout or favorite exercise? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do boxing. Ooh. Yeah. Or yoga. Uh, cool. You kinda, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, I just kind of choose fun. which one I want to mm -hmm. do. And yoga, of course. Mm -hmm. I love dream vacation. Dream vacation. I've wanted to take. Have you seen Darjeeling Unlimited? The I haven't seen. Have it you heard yet. of it? Where I've they take the, the like first class train across India. Uh huh. I'd love to I've do something like that. Nice. Like a really, really um, nice train ride. Um, yeah. Or. I sail a lot. And so there's a lot of sailing trips I want to do as well. Cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe book number three will be one of yeah, those. Exactly. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Favorite musician. Favorite musician. Um, Bob Dylan has been a favorite of mine for years. And I, I started listening to a lot of jazz, mm. more jazz. And uh, what's his name? Chet Baker. Do you know him? No. Incredible jazz, uh, jazz musician. Um, but it depends what I'm doing. I'll get into anything. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Bob Dylan is a poet in yeah, his own right. Yeah, I think that's what I was always attracted to mm -hmm. me to him. It's just how much, how incredible his poetry is. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um. What's one thing you've never been asked in an interview that you wish you had been asked? <laughs> it's hard. That is a hard it's question. It's so hard. That's a question I wish I'd been asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you like some, uh, would you like 
some candy. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. I wish I had some here. I, I would give you okay. some. I'm not, I, I actually am not much of a sweet tooth, but you know when you're just craving candy and for some yes. reason I'm swaying, craving candy. But yeah, candy. Sometimes I get in that too. Like <laughs> it can just sound so good. I know. And then other times you're just like, I just don't want candy, but yeah, some chocolate. Cho- well, I love chocolate. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling like. Yeah. I usually have so much here too, but I've, <laughs> really? e- I've eaten all of it. It's chocolate. Um, yeah, I'm such a fan of like chocolate with like superfoods in it, like oh, the cool. sugar-free yeah, yeah. chocolate, totally. but it's delicious. Yeah. And like high, high cacao. Uh-huh. Cocoa. All about it. Yeah. Dark chocolate. Yeah. Um, I'm into it. If you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? Good question. I think, I think blue. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Do you blue. know why? I don't know. I've always been drawn. Like I'm a huge fan of the ocean, and you know how the ocean changes its color. It's it's blue. Uh huh. I feel like that's kind of me changing. Yeah. From the dark blue to the light blues to yeah clear. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So this is the Soul on Fire podcast. So what would be your tips to people listening to set their souls on fire? I'll tell you is to when that little feeling comes in your gut that you're on the right path or you should be pursuing something, follow it. Because mm-hmm. life's far too short not to and, and you have no idea the, the magical things that will happen once you do. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. Your words. Your words are very poetic, oh, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Yours as well. Oh, I love that you. you're getting into poetry. Yeah, it's fun. It's It feeds my soul in mm-hmm. a way that nothing else does and that nothing else has, really. Incredible, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, words are words are powerful mm-hmm. and underused, I, I believe, in the world. Under, Definitely. Underutilized. So was your first poem... Um, I just was thinking this, the one that you wrote in Paris and shared, mm-hmm. or did you ever write poetry before? Um, not really. I didn't write write poetry before. Not really. No. It's very cool. Thank you. It just awoke inside of you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It's hard to say why or how, mm-hmm. but it, it sure did. Yeah. It wanted to, mm-hmm. and it did. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone where they can find you and your book and everything well they can't really find you but <laughs> they, can, they find. can find of me yeah. yeah uh at atticus poetry is my instagram and then my books uh the dark between stars and love her wild are both on amazon barnes or wherever mm-hmm. books are sold nice yeah and yeah this one i mean both of your books are incredible and this one oh, thank you is killing it i mean new york times bestseller <laughs> thank that's you huge. so much so everyone listening you guys gotta check it out read it i know a lot of you are already fans because you guys told me that you were when i said he was coming on and yeah uh, you're amazing so oh, thank hello. you yeah and thank you thank you for being here thank you very much for having me of course <laughs> Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode with the fabulous Atticus Poetry. It was an absolute honor to hang out with him, to have him in my home, um, to hold his book in my hands and have him sitting here right across from me. 
pretty amazing, especially given that I had no idea what he looked like or what his age was or anything at all. And while most of that is still a secret, um, probably one of the only secrets I'll ever keep from you guys because you know, we all know that I share and overshare and talk about everything. I do keep other people's secrets. So he will be staying anonymous, but he's absolutely incredible if you don't have your hands on his book the dark between stars yet you should order it we'll have a link in the show notes it makes a great gift um for a loved one or a friend or a gift to yourself and yeah he inspires me now i want to go to paris and drink rosé i don't even drink alcohol but i literally want to go to Paris and sit in a cafe and drink rosé and write poetry like he talked about in the episode. So I hope you enjoyed. You guys are all amazing. And thank you for being here. Just wanted to remind you about our sponsors for the episode. We had Fabletics and Thrive Market. So you can head to the show notes to get links, direct links to all of the amazing discounts for those two brands. If you would like to continue the conversation, head over to Soul on Fire Podcast Tribe on Facebook. Come say hi and introduce yourself, meet friends from all over the world. And also, if you've been listening for a while or even if you're new, if you would like to support the show, I would love, love, love for you to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. I will personally thank you in an email and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I send to everyone who takes the time to rate and review the show. So thank you guys for being here. It's an honor to have you listening. I hope that you have an amazing day. Go do something that sets your soul on fire and maybe write some poetry. And if nothing else, you have a new poet to follow on Instagram, Atticus Poetry. Love you guys and talk to you soon. 